0: The system has been shocked in AEW. Kyle O'Reilly makes an appearance aiding Adam Cole in his match tonight with the Undisputed Era reuniting in the opening match of AEW. Plus, AJ Styles shows up in NXT 2.0 to confront Grayson Waller. We're going to jump into all of that and more tonight in the debrief. what's going on everyone it is time for the debrief wednesday night you know what time it is i'm jose g next to me the top chico himself rico el glorioso what's going on broski
1: oh man what a bash that we just had here on aew just a few days away from Christmas and from part two of the Holiday Bash. We got a nice little gift, uh, not only on Tuesday night, but tonight as well. I can't wait to talk about it with you. Jose, how are you doing? I'm doing great, bro. As always, guys, go ahead and make sure you're like,
0: sharing, and subscribing to the YouTube channel. Tons of content dropping ahead of the holiday right now this weekend. We got a, a great interview. great interview right now with Big E. I mean, excuse me, with Bianca Bell Air. So go ahead and catch that right now. We got Dirty Dutch mental on Friday nights, Finch Russo on Monday nights, Wednesday night, us here in The Debrief, and every single day on The Top Story. So go ahead over there, smash that notification bell so you never miss whenever we drop brand new content. And if you're checking us out right now on Facebook, go ahead and give us a like, share in your favorite wrestling group, and tag your friends in the comment section so they can join in on tonight's conversation. Let's jump in to AEW Holiday Bash, bro. Great show. Great opening match. Oh, man. Kyle O'Reilly, as we saw in the opening graphic, aiding Adam Cole, and we get all we needed. All we needed is for them to throw that up. They just needed <laughs> to throw that up. But, man, you can see the disdain in the Young Bucks' face, and I am all for it. I loved it. You heard the crowd chanting, undisputed. We all kind of knew it was going to happen. Um, some people, you yourself, you said it, you're like, uh, we weren't that surprised, but the crowd reacted pretty well to him, didn't you think?
1: Oh, absolutely, I'm so excited, even though it was pretty predictable, especially you know, watching everything they've been talking about, whether it's on being the elite or even on Rampage and Dynamite. But it's it's good when things when you expect something good to happen and it finally does. It's still going to be great because immediately, just like we talked about, when the possibility of Kyle O'Reilly showing up to AEW and just knowing those storylines that are possible, and already from the jump, we're getting that Adam Cole in the middle between the Young Bucks and Red Dragon. So, I already love the fact that they're already playing to it. it it's going to happen. It's going to be great once we get this match, eventual match between the Young Bucks and Red Dragon, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish, it's going to be another spectacular match. I think this might actually be more, even Live Up Tonight, better than FTR did with Young Bucks. Like I think that's how talented I Bobby agree. Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are, especially how hot they are right now. Like This is going to be a spectacular match, and I can't wait to see how this story unfolds because who is Adam Cole going to go with? Is he going to go with his boys in the Undisputed Elite, or is he going to go with the boys in the Young Bucks? You know who? Who knows? I just want to see this play out. I'm glad it happened. Now we just have to see what happens next. And the
0: cool thing about this is, and I see how you guys are sounding off in the comments, Roderick Strong is the last piece of the puzzle. Let's not forget that this is the OG Undisputed Era, right? Like, this is how it started. Roderick mm-hmm. Strong didn't come into the picture until months later That uh, when he joined the Undisputed Era in NXT. This is great. I absolutely loved it. Uh, great matchup too between Adam Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy uh, to open up the tonight's Holiday Bash edition of uh, AEW Dynamite. But good good matchup. Uh, Orange Cassidy kicking out of the, uh, the 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 Panama City Sunrise. I thought that was fun. Uh, Adam Cole gets the win on that thanks to one Kyle O'Reilly. But man, uh, I think you're absolutely right. We're gonna see this down the road. Red Dragon versus Young Bucks. Uh, I think it's just only a matter of time. Oh yeah.
1: It's gonna it's gonna be great and we still have this match to look forward to of uh the super click going up against best friends coming up on uh Saturday I guess it's gonna be on Saturday's holiday bash so we're gonna have another match and now we have an extra piece to the super click elite or whatever the name is for all of them all together because now you have uh technically the super click plus red dragon I guess the red super click whatever you want to call it. Uh, they got the extra the bonus of having the
0: undisputed elite. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if they're
1: gonna if they're gonna be able to get away with that, but that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that here, but I guess you can now if they actually supposedly have merchandise that says undisputed elite. So I guess we'll see. Guys, if you're just tuning in for the very first time here on the debrief on Sports kiddo Wrestling, make
0: sure you let us know where you're watching from. Uh, go ahead and sound off in the comments on tonight's to AEW Dynamite. Uh, We're going to be getting your rate and score of tonight's show. So go ahead and let us know where you're watching from. We'll give you a shout-out throughout the show. Uh, Some other things that went down, we got to see um, the announcement of the rematch for the World Championship between Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson. And uh, it was a nice little promo, a nice little back and forth that they had. And I like how Hangman turned... Daniel Bryan's WWE chant into his own at the very end. He was like, "Will I beat you in less in less than sixty minutes?"
1: Yes,
0: and then like the crowd got it, you know. So uh,
1: that was pretty cool. Uh, oh yeah, they had. The, I mean, you had the setup too. Like, yeah, um, t- basically oh, the B uh, the B
0: plus player reference to back exactly.
1: So you, you know, knew he was bringing was up cool. those WWE bits and just like getting those little little jabs in there and he says he's going to be able to beat uh Brian Damson in less than an hour because the stipulation that has officially been added to the rematch is there're going to be judges at ringside. They tried doing it once before uh it was Cody versus so How
0: do you how do you how right? do you judge? How do you judge a wrestling match? It's not like you have rounds, right? Like where you could be like, okay, we're going to um, you know, we're going to this time period we're going to give you 1 through 10 scoreboard. Like so how do you score a wrestling match?
1: It's it's going to be like the uh, – towards the end of uh dodgeball movie where Is there's going to be-, be like a thumbs up or a thumbs down, and then the majority wins. That's ridiculous. So that's how it's, it's going to be. But it's not, I, I doubt it's going to get to that point. They haven't done it yet. They teased it the first time when it was almost down to the judges, and then I think Cody wound up winning. So this will be – this could potentially be the first time it comes down to the judges. I just don't think it's going to happen, especially after what... Uh, but but even if it about. does
0: come down to the judges, like what are they going to evaluate and on, on on aggression, on... On, on, on ring take control, takedowns, knockdowns. Take knock yeah, like what do you think? rules implement MMA rules, Bellator yeah. rules, yeah. into, into <laughs> AEW. I don't get it. I don't know how you're going to have judges judge a, a professional wrestling match. I don't know. I... It, it it almost seems like they're trying to insult the intelligence of the viewer, right? Because if you're if you're watching AEW, you are already a hardcore fan, right? You already know these guys, you know what's going on. You know that there are no judges in professional wrestling. And it's like, okay,
1: what what are they trying to pull here? I don't know. You guys stand up for the comments. What do you guys think? I'm agreeing. This is what I brought up uh, before. And it's funny because Hangman actually said it during his promo, but like Rajon Kinzer and Stephen Chambers are saying, like the Iron Man match, like when he was coming, when I, uh, when uh, Hangman was coming up with stipulations, oh, I thought about an Iron Man match. I thought about this ma- ladder match. I thought was like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> just have it that. And then just have it come down to Sunday. But I guess you don't want to have it to, you don't want it to be a draw because it could still potentially be a draw in the Iron Man match. But that's why we're going to have the judges there to keep uh, the storyline going one way or the other. That's what we'll see.
0: We'll see. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. When they added that whole element of the judges It's like, "Mm, it's eyebrow raising. So I'm not 100 percent convinced. We'll see. Let's see how this pays off later down the road. Not 100 percent yet convinced on the judges. Hopefully it doesn't come down to that. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, we had a Warlow Warlo squash match, uh, <laughs> or, squashing uh, the victim. <laughs> I, I put it the in the notes,
1: Vic, Squash, captain Victim. Captain Sean Bean. How many Our- power bombs did he get? Five, I, I, at least. Four. I stopped counting because I was just like, Man, I this is just sad. Like, the match started and automatically he just knocks him down and starts power bombing him. And then the same thing happened last time with Sean Spears, like, yell him, like, You don't need to do anymore, but he still does four or five, comes in there with a chair, attacks him anyway. And then they leave. So as soon as I said Wardlow's in action, it's like, all right, he's squashing somebody. And it happened to be the captain's turn this time. Sorry, Sean.
0: Uh, Dude, you can see the the, the baby face turn coming at some point. Uh, You saw it in the back rooms in the the backstage segment when they had Mm -hmm. over there in the locker room with MJF in the pinnacle uh, where he was just kind of like brushing off whatever MJF was answering him. They got, you know what? You're not the problem. It's CM Punk. So you just kind of like pivoted to, to, to CM Punk due to the promo. That's not but, it, that's not but, <laughs> but you're still seeing those little seeds coming out there. And I don't think but dude, when you when you give him these squash matches, yeah, you show off how powerful he is, but you've already been been showing off how powerful he is for the past two years. Give the guy some legit competition. Give the no. guy let the guy go up some ranks and let the guy actually start showing what he can do as opposed to just squashing people every week this is is what third week squashing someone at least he's on tv which is great but it's a squash match what's the point of having a squash match if you're only going to be on tv for five minutes uh,
1: they're, they're padding his record i'm sure because remember jose in the new year when they'd go to tbs the records reset so you gotta remember, oh, that. it's they gonna do. be fresh. They well, they were set yearly, anyways, don't they? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's just gonna coincide with the new year, with the the debut on TBS. So, gotta get it, get that momentum, Jose. It's all about that momentum, I guess. Not that he really yeah. needs it, but yeah. people,
0: people loving Wardlow here in the uh, in the chat. So, uh, yeah, man. I think I, I think I think it's time to start pulling the trigger on Wardlow. Hopefully, 2022 is gonna be a better year from him uh, for him. Uh, we did have a semifinal of the TBS title. Ruby Soho going up against Nyla Rose. Great matchup. Great finish. Love the finish on this. Uh, Ruby Soho gets to win on this. Now she will face the winner of Thunder Rosa and one Miss uh, Jade Cargill. Hopefully. I would love to see a Thunder Rosa-Ruby Soho matchup, uh-huh. but it's more likely going to be Jade Cargill versus Ruby Soho.
1: Jade Cargill is going to be the first ever TBS champion. I said as soon as the tournament was announced and she was in it, it's going to happen. She's going to be the first. You're probably. I'm going to. I'm still pulling for Ruby Soho. I'm still pulling for her. But you're probably right on that.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Long live Jade. But one person that didn't have as much success as Ruby Soho was one Griff Garrison, who had to go up in a match against Malachi Black after he challenged him, trying to defend the honor of one Julia Hart, who has not been seen since she's gotten misted, by the way. But both Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. suffered at the hands of Malachi Black by himself. We haven't even brought. We haven't even seen the new disciple of the House of Black yet, and people yeah, are just yeah. getting wrecked. So, yeah, it looks like Varsity is gonna be the first too, one. Too to many sacrifice.
0: debuts. It's too many debuts for a dynamite. We got already, we, we got one debut tonight. It's mm-hmm. we still got another one in the year. We got one in the chamber for next week. Okay, guys, so calm down. All right, where is this Brody King out here tonight? Why? what why didn't we get it why why, why, wasn't it calm down there's time for more still one more week so we may get Brody king next week we may Mm -hmm. get the Priscos. who knows who knows i mean all i know is the first quarter of 2022 is going to be amazing because there's going to be so many free agents out there
1: who you don't know who's going to end up where no, and you're right because I was kind of like they. They can't do this. Like we already got Kyle. They don't need to debut Brody right now. Are we? Are we gonna get Brody King right now? Uh, no. Okay, we didn't. That's fine. Like you said, let's save it for something else. It was already a good enough show as it is with the Kyle O'Reilly. You don't need to oversaturate this. We don't. We don't need that many presents on Holiday Bash. You can spread it out a little bit. Exactly. Exactly.
0: You still got Rampage, and we get something at Rampage too. So yeah, just relax, relax. You Can't get everything in one night. Uh <laughs> A funny backstage promo that we had, a video promo with the the Hardy family office in Jurassic Express. Um, A whole lot of ass pounding, apparently. Uh, He's going to pound him so hard in his ass. These are the words of Matt Hardy. Uh, And he's like, oh, you're going to pound my ass? Well, I'm going to take this piece of coal and shove it up your ass. What is all this ass play, bro? Like, what? I, I have no idea. Did you check out the new shirt though? The new the new merch. I the saw. New-
1: I. I need to go back and look at it, but I I, I saw the like, it looked like they were doing the the whole uh, like holiday pose with like. Uh, uh, Luchasaurus in the middle, and you had Christian uh, yeah. cage and, and by the uh, fireplace. But, yeah. yeah, by the fireplace. It's it's, it's good. It's too good. <laughs> it's too good. Uh yeah. So I thought
0: that was a little. I don't know, it wasn't necessary. What, what I mean,
1: ass pounding, like it was too much. It, it, it just was, felt, it was a bit much. Right? right? It, was it much. wasn't me. You can like there's other phrases and things you can say. You don't have to just always insert that just reminds the me of like, an 80s promo. I'm gonna I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna come. You know, I'm gonna go and you know, I'm gonna do this and rip a new one and think like, those really bad eighties promos. Well, I'm, I'm gonna rip do a
1: new one. Like no, no, that's yeah. Come on, it was you can, you can be more creative. You can be more creative, but it's a setup basically again a few between Jurassic Express and Matt and uh Hardy Family Office is still going on. It's uh, still that,
0: going on, dude. And then they yeah. complain about say, about certain wrestling TV shows having eight matches in a row with the same thing with no outcome. What's the outcome? What's the outcome here with Jurassic Express and and in the Hardy Family Office? We've been going at it now for how many months, and we still don't
1: have an ending to this. Yeah, it's just really to solidify Jurassic Express as the number one contenders to the Lucha Brothers AEW Tag Team Championships, even though they were just you know partnering with them to handle everybody else. But you need to, I guess, continue to make Jurassic Express and Christian Cage look strong. So who better than the Hardy family office because they haven't gotten a win in how long? So, yeah, you can go ahead and just keep jobbing out private party. So unfortunate,
0: right? You know, from where they were two years ago to where they are now. You know, I saw somebody, game,
1: was, somebody commented, we sign with the Hardys. Yeah, somebody comments on one of the message boards like, since when did private, uh, private party become the uh, less interesting Usos? Hmm, and I was just like, you know what, it, it's not a bad point. Wow, you know. yeah, Ow. but yeah, this, main, this event, main event, bro. Yeah,
0: let's get into this main event. This main event was fun, nice tribute to Sting. All right. Uh, I've never been like a big Sting fan, but I can appreciate when, you know, there's an homage and there's there's a tribute going on. And we saw CM Punk kind of show the old school 80s Sting. Then we had Darby kind of show off like the late 2000s, early to mid 2000s Sting. And then we had Sting having his version of his stuff, but with the CM Punk logo over his forehead. That was cool. The matchup was fun. It was everything was cool. Even with MJF TR, I thought that was you know, all of them having like their mouth, their matching outfits, their matching um bomber jackets, they're all just coming out. I thought that that's that was a nice little detail. Um, the storytelling between Punk and MJF, hilarious. MJF just running away constantly from CM Punk, running they through ran the all the way. into into <laughs> the concession stands, all the way up there into wherever that, that part of the arena was, came out on the other side, ran back into the stage, ran back into the ring. Um it was it, it was it was comedic. But yo, I'm gonna give props where props are due. Sting absolutely killed it tonight. For what he did. He had a lot of help from his guys, right? But the spots that he needed to hit, he hit well. And that one spot that he did with MJF, where MJF went over the rope and landed on his head, that where his teammates could not even catch him. I am surprised that MJF is walking, but he landed square on his head. He was, brutal, I mean, bro. MJ. I'm I'm happy that MJF is alive and walking, and he's he he got out of there. But man, Sting absolutely killed it tonight. I'll give him props. Great, great man event tonight. Yeah,
1: oh, it was good. I mean, CM Punk is still out of a couple of miscues. Like when he was trying to get the hot tag and he was gonna do like the springboard uh, uh, lariat and he slipped so, but he's smart though, he's quick. That's how you know he's a vet because even though he slipped off the top rope, he landed and he did like a kick when he was not the same good timing to uh, one of the FTR uh, guys. Uh, but yeah, it it was good. Everyone had a chance to show out. Darby Allen again, just throwing his body everywhere like he doesn't care. Uh, every time he does a suicide dive or a tope, it's freaking ridiculous. But imagine that Sting, at the age that he is now, just doing a top rope, a top rope dive onto a crowd of people. Like, when he was – it took him a minute to get up there and, like, stabilize himself before he jumped. So, like, it got me a little worried. But, oh, no, Sting still did it. He still, like you said, those no spots where he needed to do something big and drastic, he did it. So, props to Sting for – you know, this is why you use him – sparingly like this. That's why you don't have him every single week. You know, that's why you don't have to have him in every single promo. You can save him, save his energy, save his presence for something like this because it makes it more impactful. So everybody did a good good job. And, of course, they got the win thanks to MJF being a coward and throwing, I think, Cash Wheeler uh, took the brunt of everybody's finisher, basically, uh, in order to take the pin. So, good on that. How, how,
0: how about that, uh, that that coffin drop from Darby Allen from way downtown? Like, know, like, wow. Unbelievable. He
1: just throws his body out there, man. To be young. To be young and invincible as this Darby Allen is. Uh, but I still like, yeah, like you said, uh, MJF, like, thankfully he didn't get too injured. I wouldn't be surprised if he, could, you know, got a little concussed because it looked like he hit right past the padding on the floor. Like, his head went straight onto either like that concrete or right at the padding. So, and he got up, he fin- he Here, finished the match. And he spot. even went to the commentator's table as the, uh, the, the baby face was celebrating in the ring. And he was still yelling. He was like, you saw that he didn't want to face me. He never got in the ring with me. He didn't want, he stayed in character. He continued playing it off, even though he know, you know his head had to be killing him at that point. So good on MJF. I
0: I don't know, man. I, I again I'm just glad that he's doing that he was able to walk out of that match. Um yeah, man. So tonight's AEW Holiday Holiday Bash, good show. Wasn't a great show, but it was an entertaining show. Um, I'm gonna give it an 8.5. And I think I'm being a little bit too generous. I think the 8.5 just comes more from that whole undisputed era, shock the system angle. Getting that little reunion on camera, all three of them looking at the A cam, staring down, just just all of them just you know they wanted to just bust it out. I'm in the I'm cooking in the kitchen. I'm seeing these three guys just taking their moment, looking at the camera, just waiting, and the crowd is just going on behind it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, I'm waiting for it. So I love that. I think an 8.5 five is pretty uh it's pretty fair tonight even though there was no Miro tonight yes I agree with yeah. you Stephen Chambers
1: still no Miro but I I am going to give it an 8.5 but I'm going to give it a solid 8.5 I'm, I feel a little bit more generous on the show a because I'm again just already overly ecstatic for what they're going to do between Red Dragon and the Young Bucks uh I do like that they did bring up the video package for the uh Owen Hart Foundation the Owen Hart Cup that they're going to be doing next year was going to be a women's and men's tournament so they had a nice video package from a whole bunch of different wrestlers, basically telling uh, everybody what Owen Hart meant to them. And especially having Mark Henry, now that he's officially part of AEW, being able to have him, you know, talk about what kind of influence Owen was to him and how he was a big influence in his career and saying like, you know, if if you want to make it in this business, you got to take the ribs, but you got to be able to give it back. Like that's how Mm -hmm. you're going to be able to earn everybody's respect. And then seeing like Adam Cole and even 2.0, like just talk about how big of an influence Owen Hart is. I thought that was really awesome, and I'm looking forward to this tournament because you know we both love tournaments, and we're gonna have another mm-hmm. women's and men's tournament that's gonna be culminating at uh, Double or Nothing. So I'm looking forward to that. So I think that extra video package to me, like you know, it, it hit me something special. So I'm like, you know what? Solid 8.5 for AEW. I'm gonna be a little less critical on it this time because I thought they did a great opening match, ending match, uh, that video package, uh, good match between Ruby Soho and Nala Rose. So. I'm going
0: to give it an 8.5. Uh, we got Chris Allridge watching us on Facebook, giving it an 8.5. Christopher Ryan Cooper giving it an 8. Stephen Chambers giving it an 8. All you guys the loyals. Thanks for watching us. Please, Daniel Caraballo Sierra watching us from Puerto Rico. I'm assuming you put the flag up. So we're going to say he's watching us from PR. So thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, but, yeah, man, overall pretty good show. Uh, let's jump in into another pretty good show. Not bad at all this week. A, uh, it was NXT 2.0. We had AJ Styles make an appearance bringing the big guns down to the good old developmental program to face NXT 2.0's current hottest heel in one Grayson Waller. It's the Grayson Waller
1: effect, Jose. It's the Grayson Waller effect, and I'm loving it. Show again, I'm loving it, mate. and he was all over the show, whether it. it was backstage with uh Persia Perota and Indy Hartwell. Time, He's getting that TV He's time. everywhere, bro. Man, but of course. Are, uh, are you mad that I busted that
0: bubble last week?
1: Because now I can't not see it. Now all I see is Grayson Walla every single time I'm watching NXT. And every time I see him, <laughs> I, I'm always thinking about Grayson Walla with that same accent. It's going viral, bro. <sighs> he is. He is well, on, viral, man. Unfortunately, he's like he, like we said, he's probably gonna be a future uh, NXT champion. But before he has a shot at the title, one Bronson Rick Steiner, aka uh, Braun Breaker, is the next in line to face the muscle Champion because the shows did start off with our NXT champion. And I'm not gonna lie, the first half of the promo didn't buy me. Like I didn't get bought into it. The second half did. So Tommaso Ciampa comes out, and you know he, he talks about everything. You know, you know. Instead of being, you know, the champion is always hunted. Did, I'm the he hunter. He did. He did. He did.
0: He did. Uh, he did Braun Breaker's promo for him. You yeah. pretty much said what Braun Breaker was
1: going to say. No, you don't need a mic. You know, make. I, I know what I'm, I know what you're gonna say. And, and he did all this. And he said, it, to me, it was just like it felt really corny and scripted until he got angry and he got emotional. And he's like, you're not gonna take this away from like all this stuff, and then slapping uh Braun Breaker in his face. I'm like, all right, this is a Tommaso Ciampa problem. Now I'm paying attention. The first half, I'm just like, all right, whatever. Now I'm bought in. And then Braun, Braun just just yokes him, just grabs him by the throat and just lifts him up, about to do his finisher on him, just puts him down like a little baby. And then as he gets uh, you know, tossed into the corner, he grabs the NXT title. And then he gets in his face and he tells him like, "Oh, you're in the water now. I smell blood. The shark is this shark is going to eat you." So at uh, New Year's Evil, prepare to get eaten. So I'm like, "All right, I guess that's one good way to send it off saying that you're going to be the next champion." But
0: how about the fact that we'll see- last, on Tuesday night we they dropped like announcement for three title matches on New Year's Evil? So not only that, we now know that Braun's going to be facing good old. Tommaso Ciampa, Mr. NXT 2.0 himself. But we also found out that we're going to get a unification title match, man. We're going to see the current Cruiserweight Champion, Roderick Strong, go up against the North American Champion, Carmelo Hayes. Title for title, unification match, big money match. Big
1: money. Not to mention, we have the NXT Women's Championship that's going to be defended in a triple threat uh, because – Earlier in the night, and I thought it was a this was a fun way of starting off this match, we did have the street fight between Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai that started in the back. They just started going at each other and just using everything and anything that there was backstage to attack each other. And even as Wade Barrett was saying it, here come the refs and say, like, hey, you have to take it to the ring. This match can't start until you're in the ring. And they cut to the commercial break. When they come back, they're finally in the ring. And we had a really solid street fight between Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Uh, which even had spots where, like, Dakota put Raquel in a trash can and then wind up doing a double stomp from the apron onto the trash can. Uh, they just really let out all their aggression. However, you can't stop Big Mommy Cool. She got the decisive win over Dakota Kai. This feud is officially over. However, a new feud essentially is just beginning because Corey Jade comes out. Because, yeah, that's great. You handled Dakota Kai. But guess what? I still want a shot at the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Because I did pin her twice, and then, of course, Raquel still is the champion. She hasn't done a rematch, and then we had a really, really wonderful shot of Mandy Rose just chilling poolside in a very, very nice bikini with the belt uh, just underneath her. But she even says, you know what? I have a gift for both of you, because at New Year's Eve, we're going to have a triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship, so another championship match added to New Year's Evil. This card is already it's, it's already looking pretty stacked as it is, and we're probably going to get another one too because we saw later on, uh, whether it was believed or not, uh, we did have the Shaman in Matt Riddle basically supporting MSK in their attempt to call out Imperium. He said, hey, next week it's time for you guys to call out Imperium, and I'm going to be there with you, so we might have Riddle here. We just had AJ Styles. We're going to have Riddle. And we possibly could get imperium versus msk added also to new year's evil jose
0: well don't forget also that imperium in their backstage promo mentioned yeah msk may have a shaman but we We have a general general." oh that mean that walter is going to be coming and confronting one riddle is he going to be the equalizer to the to msk will we get that face off will riddle and, and
1: Walter face down the line on Monday Night I, Raw? I am 100% okay with all of the above. Like, I want to see Riddle versus uh, Walter. Like, I, I want to see that. So, yes, give, give me Walter and Imperium versus MSK and Riddle all day. Let's talk about the uh, the
0: the, the, le- the least amusing uh, character on NXT 2.0, Vaughn Wagner. Getting beat by Idris Inouye, man. He got a quick pin out of nowhere, gets the win, but then Wagner couldn't stand that he got beat so easily and he's getting booed and decided to beat down in Inouye. But the fans are clearly not behind Von Wagner.
1: And they're trying hard, or at least the creative is, by trying to possibly have Robert Stonebrand be the representative for one Von Wagner. I don't know. You know you know who I can see you might you might be like
0: Jose you're crazy get out of here stop doing the show but you know who I can actually see being a manager for von Wagner who who Paul Heyman I can see Paul Heyman selling the hell out of Von Wagner and Von Wagner doesn't have to say absolutely nothing Cause that he he just has that mean caveman look. Let let Paul Heyman sell that big caveman look. Cause, Cause this big caveman, this Neanderthal, you know he could he could call him that, you know, and he could get over with Paul Heyman as a heel. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Am I being
1: t- that too much? You're right, if somebody if any manager could save Von Wagner where he is right now, it is Paul Heyman. Cause I mean he he's just gold. He could. Give a good rub to anybody, but right now, what they have with NXT 2.0 yeah, they're pulled AJ Styles. I highly doubt they're gonna bring down Paul Heyman. So, uh, never say never, bro. Never say never. It's true, but I just don't think, uh, at this time, uh, Wagner is gonna get as over as they've been hoping that he was, considering he got an immediate shot at the NXT championship when he first arrived on the scene. So, yeah, it's uh, Outlook is not looking so good for one Von Wagner.
0: It's not, it's not, it's not very good looking. The same
1: outlook as for the uh, cruiserweight championship. Yes, uh, Stephen Chambers, because more likely ripped to the cruiserweight belt. They are going to be unifying. I highly doubt that cruiserweight is going to be the one that survives. So, uh, this unification match between Carmelo Hayes versus Roderick Strong, which they have some solid promos. I love uh, Malcolm Bivens, by the way. Like he continues to be one of my favorite managers on the mic. Uh, especially when you call them hoe, ho ho, ho. Oh, it's a... oh oh so brilliant Malcolm you're the best so yeah so that's gonna be an amazing unification match so more likely just only gonna be the North American championship uh we'll see who walks out the winner from that uh but one surprising return that we're gonna get the Brian Kendrick. Is going to be making his in-ring return to NXT 2.0 as he signed all the waivers and he's uh, he's relegated himself from his a uh, coaching position to being an active wrestler as he is challenging Harland for what he uh, you know that little yeet situation that happened when he got thrown down the stairs from one Harland. So uh, with the not so uh, Authentic apology from Joe Gacy. So, how do you feel about the return of Brian Kendrick, who was a former NXT, uh, a former Cruiserweight champion in his own right, trying to go up against one Harlan? I think,
0: uh, I think from from uh how can I put this? Harlan is green as hell. All right, Harlan is very, very green. Harlan Parker Burdrow. It comes from a football background. I think he's still getting his his toes wet and trying to understand how the business work. And he's doing okay uh, with this, you know, psychotic character with emotional issues. Uh, however, I think Brian Kendrick can make him look really good. Yeah. I think this is a good opportunity for Harlan. Uh, Brian Kendrick is a seasoned veteran. He knows what he's doing. He's been with the WWE in and out for over 20 years um he was doing the coaching role backstage if anybody could have done that spot in the stairs that they did last week it was Brian yeah it it, it would have been Kendrick and I'm glad that Harlan's gonna be in the ring with someone like Kendrick because that way he can learn what he needs to do as as the big man because when you're working with someone like like Brian Kendrick it's all about and especially with someone like the size of Harlan it's all about okay let's see how this big man guy can work If you notice in his first match, all he was doing was just just like slam the guy's head into the mat. He wasn't really like displaying a whole lot of power. He did some suplexes here and there, but he wasn't really going to the ropes. He wasn't, you know, doing a headlock takedown. He wasn't doing any of those fundamentals. Brian Kendrick can get him to do some of that stuff, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. And then, of course, just the size difference, too. You know, he's going to really sell for Harlan to make him look just big and strong. So just. Just just know you're gonna see Brian Kendrick get to gonna get, get tossed all over that ring just to make him look strong and powerful. So <laughs> yes, yes, Christopher Ryan Cooper. He does look like he should have St. Quentin. St. Quentin. Oh yeah, and, yeah, Paul London cannot it, save Kendrick. It, yeah, St. Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> uh so, so
0: uh, what else we got here on uh, on NXT two so point we, we had got- a great event.
1: Well, we had uh before we got there, we had the tag team match between the Creed Brothers and Grizzles uh, Grizzly Young Veterans who Oh, that ended up in an old contest with uh with Jacket <laughs> Time and Jacket Time and, and Briggs and Jensen getting involved, whatever. Uh we did have Dexter Loomis get his one-on-one match with Trick Williams, which I'd like the uh interview segment they had before, because again, Carmelo Hayes talking to Trick. He's like, Oh, he's not scared of anything, all this stuff. And then uh on the monitor backs uh, right behind them, Dexter's right there looking at him. He's like, Oh <laughs> and he just plays it off uh but of course even him trying to cheat using the shoe was not enough to get the win Dexter Loomis gets the win but then he gets attacked by Grayson Waller, Waller! No, no 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 he gets attacked by the Grayson Waller, Waller set. So, which is a chair uh which he hits Dexter Loomis <laughs> with which we find out later on we are going to have a match Dexter Loomis versus Grayson Waller and I like what he's trying to go for, he's trying to be like the Randy Orton of NXT 2.0. He's trying to be the uh, NXT 1.0, the black and gold killer, basically. He's trying to go for all of the older guys that have been there. And he said, I'm going to take you all out one by one. And then, of course, as he's getting ready to to talk and he starts cutting a promo, out comes AJ Styles, man. And we get to see a little face-off between some young blood and some new blood. And... How did you feel about this promo? I how, how do you feel about what AJ Styles came down to NXT and the promo that he cut? Uh
0: I think it underdelivered actually to be honest with you. Um just because we didn't get a whole lot of interaction it was just like shut up. Like shut up. Like you, you maybe you came up. out and like shut up. And then we had like a little scuffle. And he's like I am just going to let Omos deal with you first before I go into like so that's it. Like that's what you brought AJ style. At least the last time he came, he came with the entire club. He came with Gallows. He came with Anderson. He came with the, with, with the entire crew. And we had a nice little spot there you know, a few years ago. This time around, not so much. This time around, with the soccer mom hair flowing with the head and shoulders looking great. Um, uh, and 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 the oversized uh jeans, but that's okay. That's the style. I like it, whatever. You know, it's very two thousands. Uh but, yeah, man, it's it was underwhelming. I didn't think there was a whole lot to it. The crowd responded great to AJ, but who doesn't respond great to AJ?
1: Oh, he's just a man. Like you said, he's been uh, – he's talking about what you've had, what, 20 matches in NXT? Uh, I've been doing this for 20-plus years. So, yeah, of course, everybody's going to love AJ Styles, but you're right. Like, it just felt like – I don't know, like – say if you were to like bring out Brock Lesnar to face off against Braun Breaker, like to me, like that's like, Oh, okay. Like mm-hmm. now we're getting somewhere, but you bring Grayson Waller and, he, and with AJ Styles, it's like, I see what you're trying to do because he basically was saying like, Oh, you're trying to be like me. Cause he called out how, Oh, you come out here with the basketball shorts and the one elbow pad looks to me. Like you're trying to be AJ Styles, which you have to go all the way back to like his early TNA impact days when he had the short hair spiked and everything to see what Grayson Waller is basically looking like now. So I get what they're trying to do, but it's just like, it just didn't hit, you know, it's a, a big name to bring in. That's great. That's a big name for him to rub up, to get a rub from. That's great too. But if, unless you're going to have a match, I have something meaningful. Then it's like, all right, you need to deliver a great promo. And it felt like neither one of them really did. Like, it just felt like, They're doing it because they have to, not because they wanted to, like because it's going to lead to something. It's like, all right, we're just filling these next three minutes, five minutes on screen. So let's just, you shut up. No, like I said, you
0: shut up. It certainly did come across that way, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm... again, because this whole stuff kind of happened over the weekend, maybe not a lot of people were like in tune to what happened over the weekend, but Grayson had called AJ Styles out over the weekend. And he was pretty much saying that comparing him to Johnny Gargano, he's like, he's just like Johnny Gargano. He might have been spent his time a little bit too long in WWE. Um, But this is also off the heels that the ratings in Linux. T have not been doing very well since the switchover. So they thought, you know, bringing someone like Riddle and bringing someone like AJ will probably put some more eyes on the product. Yeah. And it did a little bit and moved it a little bit, you know, from the, the previous week was like 516. This week was like a little bit over 560. So there was a little bit of an increase. It's, I mean, it's, you know, it would have been great if it would have been like 800, 900,000 moving. That would have been a nice needle moving thing. Uh, but there's only one needle mover, and that's Roman Reigns, and
1: he's in SmackDown. <laughs> uh, but speaking of needle movers, that's not a good segue. But uh, we did have another match. Uh, Different kind of needle. But we did have Io oh, Shirai. What? We had an EO Shirai in a match with Electra Lopez, which, you know, not, not for nothing. It was a, a solid match. But what is the storyline going on? Again, the telenovela happening between Zion Quinn and Electra Lopez because he came out. I was like, what does he have in his mouth? I couldn't tell what it was. It was until a mistletoe, he, bro. And so he held it up man. above her. I'm like, oh, okay. They just, just, just. <laughs>
0: Just bang and get it over with already. Like,
1: <laughs> just kill the like, tension.
0: Yes, because it, like uh, it is a telenovela because because you get Santos involved. He's like, no, you can't have her, you know, in, in that type of way. But yeah, this telenovela is getting interesting.
1: So yeah, you know, will they? Will won't they? I don't know. But I'm hoping looking, we have like some nice I'm hoping we have like alpha, little uh,
0: vignettes. I'm hoping we have like little vignettes where they kind of like meet each other in secret, or, like for for a restaurant. Like, like give by, that to like, me, the, yeah, the, the yeah.
1: Goals. So it's like a twist on the whole Dexter Loomis and Indy Harwell kind of thing. Instead of like a blatant love, it's like they're trying to keep it under wraps, but like they just keep getting thrown Yes, out what...
0: yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, Molly Warwick is like index. Yeah, exactly. All over. Yeah, it could be. It could be. It could be. I don't know. I've... The That's like one left? thing that they 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 were able to pull off keep that index story so on? good. I don't know. We'll see if they can pull off Zion and Electra, Elion. I don't know. I don't know if I like that name. I don't know if I want to keep that name.
1: Elian or Zylectra? Zylectra. Ooh.
0: Zylectra. I like either
1: that. You're that. we could just say uh, Elon. Okay. Elon I, Musk. I, Electra, no, Zion, no. Elon. I,
0: I, 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 think, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sound off in the comments, guys. Let us know. Zylectra, Elon. Elon Popez. <laughs> stop! Stop! Stop it, Rico! Stop it! You stop it right now. It's gonna be this main event. Yeah, main event. Uh, Pete Dunn, Black and Gold alumni, going up against uh Tony D'Angelo. Forget about it. Tony D'Angelo getting he's getting over, a push, bro. bro. Like he's he's over with the crowd. uh He's been getting tons of TV time, backstage segments. He did really well in the uh in the war games match. Having that, this nice little beef, this nice little feud with Pete Dunn has been good for him. Um and and he had a really good match. He had a really good match for Pete Dunn. Uh, but Pete Dunn, man, Pete Dunn's a ring general. Pete Dunn knows what he's doing. He's been doing this for way longer than Tony Tony D'Angelo. And he got that win last night. He got that W.
1: I mean, he got that win, but he still got attacked afterwards because Tony D handles business, I'm saying because even after taking that loss, and what's nice back and forth, and not for nothing, like they keep alluding to uh Tony D'Angelo's uh collegiate wrestling abilities, and you can see it, he did a lot of it in this match, uh, with just some of the catch suplexes that he did, almost dropping Pete Dunn on top of his head, kind of like MJF did earlier to, uh, mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, but not for nothing, we can't sleep on him, like his character is over, and it's funny because. He hasn't done much, but it's just his character. It's him. It's mm-hmm. his demeanor. It's mm-hmm. the way he carries himself. Where he's babyface is healed. It doesn't matter. He's just him. It just depends on who he's going up against. So right now, he's an, he's an entertaining
0: character. He's an entertaining character.
1: And even though you know Pete Dunne did get the win in the bitter end, afterwards he attacked him. Hit him with the crowbar. He was you know choking him out on top of the commentator table. So either way, even though Pete Dunne got the win, he was the one that was standing tall. So they got some high hopes on. It looks like the three highest uh, guys that they have right now are Braun Breaker, Grayson Walla, and Tony D. So these look like the three guys that they are really building the future of NXT 2.0 around. So and
0: can't forget Carmelo Hayes, bro.
1: Oh, and Car- or, yeah, he's can't, the can't A champion, for- Jose. He is the soon-to-be undisputed NXT North American champion because now the cruiserweight is going to be gone. So
0: the, the North Rip American 205 live. Cruiser- the North American Cruiser Champion.
1: The North American Open Weight Champion.
0: The, yeah, the North American <laughs> Open Weight Champion. I like that. <laughs> That's what
1: it's You gotta change the
0: belt up. So here's here's a quick thing before we head out for the night New Year's Evil, right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, this might be kind of like maybe that final setup to kind of like have everyone to kind of like be that full transition into 2.0 with all the all the new 2.0 champions. That this might be that final transition. Do we see a change in the belts? Yes. You think so? Are they yes. going to be multicolored?
1: Oh man! Or are they going to be white? White strap or, port or port green, Goldie. Like the website? Goldie is going to be the one that changes the most, I would think. I don't think it's going to be so gold once Tommaso Champa relieves her to one Bronathan Breaker. So. Bron- <sighs> yeah. No. I. I can see. I, Carmelo's not dropping it, but it's Roderick's losing his title. So I guess that's the official transition from gold from black and gold to two Uh Triple Threat. Manny Rose could retain, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Raquel pinning Cora Jade because you know poor Cora, that's what she's here for. Uh, but yeah, I, I just I it's hard for me to see Ch- uh, Tommaso Ciampa walking out with that title. And with it not being changed afterwards, because like you said, it's a new year, New Year's Evil, 2022, NXT 2, like that could be the whole thing, NXT 2.0, but like 2022.0 kind of thing, some cheesy some, graphic. So so some people have the feeling
0: that Braun Breaker might be getting called up sooner rather than later, and that he might lose at New Year's Evil, bringing him straight up to the main roster. Those are some people talking. I have no idea if there's any truth behind that, but you can't be, you can't deny that. Braun Breaker has been doing an amazing job and he's been raising some eyebrows with the officials. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he loses at new year's evil. And the next person in line is Grayson Waller. Cause that's the guy. It's going to be the Grayson Waller effect. Can you feel it Rico? It's the Grayson Waller
1: effect. I don't want to feel it. And if that's if that's what they're <laughs> gonna do to Tommaso Champa, we talked we said it last week, man. If you want to get really big heat on Grayson Waller, it would be taking Goldie away from Tommaso Champa and putting it. You're right all along. I was right uh, all along. And I'm just gonna be like, I, I just didn't want to believe it, Jose. I just I firmly didn't want to believe Grayson Waller would be the one to dethrone Tommaso Champa, but more likely, this is where we're going to be one month removed from New Year's Evil, and Odyssey. I could be
0: completely wrong. They probably may <laughs> make just have Braun Breaker go through the process, be champion for a while, and then come up. I could be completely wrong,
1: but if they really, really like him, they may just bring him up. You know, he doesn't need to be champion. So, but what they should do because what's been one of the best NXT call ups that we've seen in the last six years? What's been the- your favorite call up? From NXT, Kevin,
0: Ow- Kevin Owens.
1: And what was he when he came up?
0: NXT, champ- uh, NXT
1: champion. If you want to follow a blueprint of how to make an NXT call up correct and not drop it like you've done with Malachi Black, like you did with Andrade, like you did with basically everybody except yeah, one person, come named up Drew with that title, beat one of your champions,
0: step on them, make a statement.
1: Imagine if NXT champion. As much as I don't want to say this imagine if NXT champion Braun Breaker comes up and beats Damian Priest. Or say if he comes up and he beats Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, how made are you if this young gunner, even though we know he's the son of Rick Steiner, if he comes up and he defeats a former or a current a champion, like an icy champion in Shinsuke Nakamura or a Jekyll and Hyde now character of Damian Priest, even though he switches on and he turns side and he's beating everybody else when he goes crazy. The one person he can't, he hasn't been able to beat when he goes crazy is Braun breaker. Cause he breaks Damian priest. You have really solidified what they are going to be on the main roster as to everybody else where they're trying to find themselves as soon as, Oh, Oh, it's a big debut. Cool. One big feud with Dolph Ziggler, and then no one cares. No, you have to set him up right, and the best way to do it, have him be champion, but bring that championship up to the main roster exact same way Kevin Owens did, because now you're bringing both prestige to the person and I to the title. And to
0: I think they tried to do that with Karrion Cross, but that totally backfired.
1: Yeah, because when you have the NXT champion lose, yes, there's a problem. But when you have yeah, the NXT champion beat John Cena – it means something. So absolutely. you got to be something. You're who absolutely means. right. You're absolutely right.
0: Absolutely right. All right, man. So how do you score this week's NXT 2.0, man? One through ten. And sound off in the comments as well, guys. Let us know what you score this week's NXT 2.0. It was a good show.
1: It wasn't it was, bad. It wasn't horrible. I do but like... It wasn't great either. Like you said, like you brought up like how it's set up already New Year's Evil. Like, all right. So we already got a couple weeks away. Again... We knew it was coming up, but now you're actually setting up feuds for it as opposed to the other way around like we got with War Games. So I like the matches they have set up so far. Uh, whether and uh, MSK does actually challenge Imperium for those titles to add the fourth title match to the card, which would be awesome, kind of what you would expect from a big pay-per-view, especially once you have day one also on the other side. So uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah, I feel like a solid seven. Everything else I is seven. okay. Seven is I mean, fair. Bond Wagner's is taking up time on TV. Uh <laughs> unnecessary time. <laughs> uh but yeah, and, and, and <laughs> I like Tony D'Angelo too. So I like I like the Pete Dunto D'Angelo match and all this. Stuff, so I think I'll give us all this.
0: You guys I'm are sounding off in the comments here. I uh, he, we got CRC watching this. Is, yeah, I'm changing my AEW to 8.5 because I'm giving NXT a strong 7.5. I enjoyed the show. I'm glad you enjoyed the show, Christopher <laughs> Bro. I think a 7.5 is fair. Seven is fair. I personally am going to give NXT this week a 7.5 just for the simple fact that we had some really cool segments. We had a really cool street fight. We had AJ Styles make an appearance. And we had Grayson Waller take up most of the TV time. So that made me happy. So I think uh, 7.5 is uh, is more than generous for
1: NXT 2.0 this week. I'm gonna have to agree with Stephen Chambers, bro. I'd rather have Solo Sokoa than Grace of Where
0: War. in the world is Solo,
1: Solo Sokoa? Yeah, apparently, he went back to street fighting on the island because he has not been on TV. So hopefully, they bring oh, him back. I see. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight here on The Deep Oof. Don't forget to engage with the show, like, share, and subscribe. Head on over to our YouTube channel right now. Go ahead and smash that notification bell so you never miss whenever we drop brand new content. We got tons of top five listicle content right now available on our YouTube. We also have a, a YouTube channel strictly just for the top five style videos called Wrestle Binge. If you just want to check out some really cool stuff. Check that out, Wrestle binge on YouTube. If you're watching us on Facebook, give us that like and share. Tag your friends in the comment section so they can watch us on demand and get updated here on the debrief. Uh, we can uh, make sure you watch us on our show, Reekens of Wrestling. We're currently on hiatus, but go ahead and give us a follow, like, share, and subscribe. You can watch our season finale from last week, which I think the best, most created thumbnail I've made to date because I thought I was it was just it was amazing. I, I, was I awesome.
1: like her Christmas album um, cover that you created. Well, oh, we're
0: about to drop the hottest Christmas album of 2021. It's great. <laughs> so check out check out our show, Ricans of Wrestling, available on YouTube and on Twitch TV and also as well on Facebook. Give me a follow on my uh, personals on Instagram and on Twitter, at Jose G Official. You can follow Rico, Rico El Glorioso. And, uh, and that's it, guys. So have a great Christmas. Enjoy the <laughs> holidays. Uh, stay safe, get vaccinated, get boosted, okay? Uh, wash your hands, stay six feet away from people for now, all right? We're going to get through this little hiccup, all right? That's what it is. It's just a hiccup. Just stay safe, be nice to each other, don't be dicks on the plane, all right? And uh, But more importantly, when you're doing all that stuff and you're watching wrestling on your phone, on your tablet, or at home, you have to do the most
1: important thing. Which is what, Rico? Enjoy it. Enjoy wrestling. Yeah. Have a good
0: night. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa.
1: Merry Christmas, guys.